Welcome to Reality Check, where we decode the drama, debunk the myths, and deep dive into the mental health matters portrayed on the screen. My name is Selena. And I'm Jacqueline. And welcome to Reality Check. Yes, welcome. I first want to say that our hair is the same. Yes. So our psyches are sinking. We live two hours apart from each other. So how could we know <laughs> that our hair is the same? So this not planned. It's not planned. <laughs> we're synced. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about uh, season or season one, episode seven, the review of the bear. Do you want to lead us with a? What happened? Yes. Uh, so much happened, but so little at the same time. That was a short episode. I loved it. So um, pretty much what I have down is it ran us a history of... Hold on. I have to burp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the show, it ran a history of Chicago. All the mm-hmm. photos, if you listen to the words of what it was saying... Um, of Chicago and it just kind of like ran into like the old the old time of Chicago and what it did and how how it used to run Um, and then as it zoomed into the kitchen um, it started off with the new system in place because if remember from the last episode uh, Sydney slipped in her risotto dish to a customer and it just uh, made the papers so um, now they are doing that. Um, Richie is extremely mad at Sydney. He's breaking her down, trying to figure out her angle, um, trying to see what the you know what what her meaning of being in the restaurant is. Um, and then you know Tina, you see a little shift in Tina starting to care about Sydney and starting to say, "Hey, are you okay? Are you this? Are you that?" Um, and Sydney's just go away, <laughs> go away. I can't handle you. Go away. Um, and then you get to see in the middle of whenever Sydney and Richie have their little debacle, she's calling him out. Um, and she's just calling him all these types of names and literally using her language as a knife, um, and really cutting him where it's deep. Once all that is kind of done, the scene moves to Marcus, and he's so passionate about this donuts. He finally got it done, and no one cares. It's not on the menu. We don't care. Get your cakes. Um, and then at the end of it all, Sydney ends up walking out, and Carmi tastes the donuts off the floor. I love that you said uh, she's using her, Sydney's using her words as a knife because she literally stabs him. In the yeah. butt. hmm Yeah. Yes. Which I wonder is she a has does she have murder on her case? <laughs> because she did not show any remorse. She did not act like she was sad. She did not act like she, she was did. scared. She gasped. She was, she was numb to it. She was like, Okay, next. I think she she really doesn't like Richie. Richie really doesn't like her. There's a lot to unpack with that. There's mm-hmm. a lot to unpack with that. Um, yeah. yeah, Richie, Richie, I just see him as like a small child. Um, he hurts a lot. 
and I think he's very resistant to change. I think he he's almost like the metaphor for the gentrification that's happening within the community, right? So when we're getting those flashes of how Chicago has changed, the riots, we get Obama, we get the mafia, we get the Cubs games, right? Like we get to see Chicago change and how, like how much it has transformed over the years. And so in the review, when the review is being read in the kitchen, it talks about how like the neighborhood is changing and things like that. And we've seen in other episodes where Richie has mentioned the neighborhood is changing and he's so resistant to change. So resistant yeah. to change. Um, and so him and Sydney go back and forth. He's like, what about the OGs? She's like, you mean the OGs that buy one sandwich and split a cup of water, right? Like they're mm-hmm. not helping us. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're wasting um our money and our like you know they're not really helping us grow the business right so he's very resistant to change uh yeah he just i just see him as like a hurt someone hurt him in his childhood um and he really just doesn't like change I, he doesn't like women i get the sense because he says like some sexist things what does he say um Richie I don't think he really likes women or at least respects women because he was like blow me to her him and his like sexist comments um and what was it this episode he was like 69 all day when they were like yelling at all the things again he's just a very immature um could really benefit from therapy therapy that he could work on is like his self-esteem his ability to be more resilient adapting to change because change is inevitable it's a part of life and he is really struggling to keep up and sydney when she was ripping him a new one she hit all of his pain points she's like i see you and she does but she could be more constructive in the way that she speaks to him but she was like, you're a loser. Nobody wants you here. Your daughter doesn't even want you. Like, that was like a knife to the gut, right? Uh, or to the ass. Mm-hmm. In his, in his uh, circumstance. Yeah, and I think she was saying everything that he actually thinks about himself. Which is really sad. Yeah, I... This sounds really weird. But um, I almost feel bad for Richie in this aspect. Because as much as you say, oh, he's like a hurt child or like all this is childhood trauma. I also think it's part of just adulthood trauma and that the world, meaning the kitchen that he grew up in, don't really see him as an adult. Um, They don't see that side of him. And when he's trying to be an adult or he's trying to take care of things, whether it be with knives or guns or whatever it may be, that's his way of dealing with it. The world doesn't see it that way. And the world sees it as a child. And the mm-hmm. world is like, you're just, a, you're, you're just messing up, man. You're just, everything you do is a mess up. And he's back here like, no, I'm, I'm trying hard. Like, what do you want me to do? I have, he didn't get the guidance that mm-hmm. everyone else in that kitchen got on how to grow up and how to be, you know, how to take care of things. So Totally. I almost, I almost did feel bad for him in in this specific episode. Maybe it was because he wasn't yelling as much, um, but <laughs> I almost did feel bad for him because you could see him being like, "I'm trying, I'm trying." Because mm-hmm. there was a moment, and I believe it's this episode that Carmi just like, "I need you, I need you here, I need you this, I need this, I need that," and he's like, 
okay. And he like walked away and he figured it out, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit more about Sydney. What are your thoughts on her? Um, I, I, I don't care for her. She is a people pleaser with like, she's like isolates between this people pleaser. She's like, I will do whatever you want. Um, but then on the other side, there's something about Richie that just like triggers her because she does not get along with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, not exactly sure what it is, but it's evident that they do not like each other. Yeah. Um, I think because she's trying to implement change and he's resistant to change. And so that causes a lot of friction amongst the two of them. I think Sydney is a people pleaser, but then at times she's just like, fuck it, I'm done. And I think that happens a lot. I see it a lot in my uh, practice and with people of when you people please so long and then you're tired of your needs not being met. Then they just like flip a switch and they're like, I'm done. Cut you off, throw you away in the trash you go. Right. And so then at the end of the episode, she quits because she's like, no one's listening to me. Carmi is yelling and Carmi should not be yelling in the way that he is. Um, I can understand his frustration with all the things that are happening, but his behaviors, there are, there are other healthier ways to express anger than to scream at people and throw donuts on the floor. Um, and yeah, so Sydney, Sydney has got some, she can work on her people pleasing. I think she communicates well at times and at other times does not. I was going to say, I don't think she communicates well at all. Um, She is nervous of a man being in power, uh, is what I've gathered from her, because she doesn't like it when, like the last episode, when Carmi was like, no to the risotto, stop the risotto, we're not there, like, just knock it off. And she's like, okay, and then turns around and hands it off. Um, and then in this episode, she goes up to chef and just the way she talks, she's like, uh, are, um, uh, are we, are we good? Um, uh, uh, and it's like, just mm-hmm. speak. You don't have a problem speaking to Richie. You don't have a problem speaking to Tina. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She um, rambles. Yeah. But it's only to Carmi. It's mm-hmm. not to anyone else. And I, you know, she cannot stand up for herself to Carmi. But like you said, she people pleases, but that's Mm -hmm. about it to Carmi. She doesn't stand up because when she does stand up, he's like, why are you standing up? What is your point of standing up? And she just kind of backs up like, oh, I don't know, and walks away. I think in this instance, it's for me, it's more of like a position of power, less about him being a man. Uh, I don't know enough about her context about whether it could be totally could be a man thing but i think with carmy because we know that she respects him so much we know that she really likes his cooking and he mm-hmm. she know we know like right she left her job to like go work for him she like sought him out in the beginning it was like i want to work for you so there's lots of there's like immense amount of respect but when it comes to her she sees the things that he is lacking in and how he can help how she can help him on the business side but she's like flustered she doesn't have confidence in herself i think a lot of it has to do with her failed catering business too and probably other things in the past um that we don't quite know about but you know that that failure before is probably like leaves her with hesitancy to actually assert herself and be like no we need to do this instead she just like rambles and rambles so something for her to work on is like her confidence 
in her knowing she knows how to run a business like she can do it yeah i agree um she definitely knows how to run a business she's done it before mm-hmm. but just her communication i'm just not a fan of it like especially with richie I'm not here to take richie's back but he already has the world against him mm-hmm. all she had to do is say hey i hear you i see you because that's what they all say when they acknowledge each other but get out of my way you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, those are my veggies. That's my trait. That's this. That's that. And they just are going at each other when I don't think they need to. And I don't, I think the word she said was not needed. Mm-hmm. I believe she should have just said, hey, you suck. That's mm-hmm. it. And walked away. She um, said, I think a better, a better form would have been like, your your resources or your time is better sent, spent up front. Like, mm-hmm. I've gotten vegetables. I've prepped these. I've got this under control. Thank you for trying to help. But please go over there and do that thing that you were asked yeah. to do. Right? Because, And I think, too, like, Carmi in this is, like, shouting out a bunch of orders and has told Richie to do, like, six million different things. And so he's just doing what he's told. Right? He's like, okay, I got this. But he doesn't understand. He – well, he does. But he's, like, in this power struggle with Sydney mm-hmm. about – uh, who thinks they know best what's best for the restaurant and so then he's like coming in to help because he's listening to Carmi. Sydney's like no I got this these are my vegetables and then chaos ensues Sydney says some pretty mean things to him really like hits him below the belt and Which then I, I feel like the reason also why he she said that is because everyone else has said it so it's not a surprise mm-hmm. it's just the first time she said it um also i did like how richie i don't know if it was when i don't know if it was when sydney stepped out or how i can't remember the flow of this but i did like how richie did use communication to carmy and he looked at him he goes you're being extremely confusing cuz you're making mm-hmm. me do this you're telling me to go here you're telling me to go there like you're just being confusing today and that was the most adult I don't know, the most adult Mm -hmm. person I've seen in him. Yeah. And I I, think that's how he needs to be. Yeah, I think Richie can be an adult, right? Like, he can straight up be like, you're confusing. But I think his anger and his resistance to change gets in the way a lot. And he's trying to hang on to, like, what used to be. And that's no longer... That's no longer a thing, cause right, cause Mikey is dead and he's not there, and so Carmi is running the restaurant, and like new things are happening, and the the street is being gentrified, and new restaurants are going in, and the change in that restaurant, and the change in his life, right? Like, there's so much happening, and he's like in this power struggle. But there yeah, are times where he can be like, "You're confusing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's there's just so much in this little episode um that they <laughs> they threw in um and i feel like just real quick we'll talk a little bit more about karma before we wrap this up but i feel like he didn't have as many flashbacks which al- alarms me because in our previous um episodes we talked about his flashbacks being due to possibly the ticker of the receipts coming Mm-hmm. And God loves Sydney. She 
put it on, you can throw your order in and we'll make it <laughs> unlimited. And so it just kept going and kept going and kept going. But not once did the show show, did the show show? Not once did the episode show Carmi having flashbacks. I think it's because he was so in the moment, there was no time for these flashbacks to kick in and there was no time to sit there and be like, I'm a failure. I can't make a shrimp or I can't make this. You know what I mean? He just was like, I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. And then when she left, he was like, boom. And that's when he hit the ticker. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I think he was definitely having some severe anger issues that day. Um, things yeah. were obviously going Fair. out of control. Yes, I'm curious about, he definitely turned into the bear, right? Like the guy that he has been, the the literal bear in his dreams, like he turned into that person, right? He's like, where's my effing Sharpie? Someone get me a Sharpie. I was like, I have a Sharpie. <laughs> just give him a Sharpie. Yes, I mean, just like screaming at people and Marcus is not doing what he's supposed to do, right? And so he's pissed at Marcus. He's pissed at Sydney for not clicking the button to like limit the orders. He's pissed at like Tina. He's pissed at the review. He's pissed at Richie, right? He's just mad. He's just mad at everyone. And this episode was so overstimulating for me. I was going to ask that. Yes. If my thought was like, my God, everyone here needs to be in therapy just because of the environment, right? Like, I understand that kitchens are high stress. I also understand that it doesn't have to be that way. Like, when you have a cohesive team and you're working well, I understand there needs to be structure and there needs to be, like, a hierarchy of things. You need to have someone because things need to go out on time and there's multiple pieces at once, right? You're playing a very tight niche game. But you don't need to be screaming at people and, like, throwing things. And at the end, he, like, hits the receipt thing. Because, like, it is a lot. Like, that is a lot. That's a lot of stimulus. And I that was, like, that was a short episode. But at the end, I found myself taking, like, a deep breath of, like, oh, shit. That was a lot. Yeah. That, everyone. that episode brought me... Happiness. Um, <laughs> I used to work in a kitchen. Little little backstory. Um, I used to work in a kitchen. Not very long. It was like a year and a half. Um, but still, it was. I was a steward busser, and I remember one time I was on that prep line for food, and it was. I just remember the front of house yelling, "We need sandwich with no tom, sandwich with no lettuce, sandwich with this, sandwich with that, sandwich." And it's like. You have it all, and as you're saying, it is structured, and everyone's in their areas, but it's like if something is missing, you're like, I don't have Tom, I don't have this, I don't have that, and you're like yelling, even though you're not meaning for it to be like that. Mm -hmm. Just watching that episode, I was like, like you were like, just hold my breath, but breathing out, and it just mm -hmm. reminded me of, I don't miss the kitchen, but man, that was a kitchen experience. I just, it just brought back so many memories. And I do like, I don't know if it's every episode, the steward busser in me is saying this, but I do like that it starts off with them putting the trays into the wash or them pulling it out. Because mm -hmm. that was my job. And <laughs> I'll never forget that we were really slammed. And all the trays, it was like closing time. And of course, everyone wants to eat at closing time. Ten minutes before closing, everyone, there was always a rush. 
and I was relatively new and I didn't have all the trays done. And I remember someone taught me how to do the trays really fast. And so I don't know why, but that little scene always brings me back to those memories. Mm -hmm. It's back like it's a nice little reminder that every day starts fresh, right? Mm -hmm. it <laughs> like does. it's a chance to it's a chance to do something new, right? It's it's symbolic by the cleaning of the kitchen and the doing of the dishes, right? Like we're oh, wiping yeah. wiping it clean and starting new. And what can mm -hmm. we learn from previous mistakes, which we'll see in the next episode? That like we do learn. We do. We do learn. Well. So big takeaways things to think about like therapeutically like kind of decoding some of the things it's like Richie can totally work on working with change right that's his big thing Sydney can work on her confidence and also her communication uh, when she's angry Carmi can work on his anger for sure um, some deep breathing would be great Act like therapy along with his Algon would be great um, and working on his communication. And I think Marcus, I know we didn't really talk about him a lot, but I think Marcus needs to work on his awareness um, because he was totally just aloof the whole episode and not seeing the chaos and was like, I'm going to make these donuts. And everyone was like, dude, those aren't important right now. Like, do that on your own time kind of thing. And then he got, and then he was upset that, you know, Carmi hit, hit him with the floor, like hit the donut to the floor but you know I can understand doesn't warrant Carmi using that sort of aggression however I can understand how Carmi is upset with Marcus so those are my highlights of takeaways for this episode of the bear yes well as we wrap this up do you want to wrap it up Selena because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the licensed therapist <laughs> Okay. Uh, yes and so just as a reminder I am a licensed therapist but I'm not your therapist so be sure that you are taking care of yourself if you are someone in a kitchen go immediately to therapy uh, because if that's what your kitchen is like you definitely could benefit from that um Thank you for listening. Make sure that you give us a subscribe and follow us on YouTube and like and subscribe there. And we will see you next week to review the last episode of season one of The Bear. This has been Reality Check. Bye. Bye.